Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us. I want to ask you to follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs. That's at Lou Dobbs on Twitter and Truth Social. And with the new year will come the January 3rd vote for Speaker of the House, pitting the rhino Kevin McCarthy against the conservative and some more moderate members of the Republican conference and nearly all of the America First Republicans who don't want to capitulate to the establishment liberals, the rhinos, and let a Paul Ryan picked and endorsed candidate take control of the Republican Party in the House. The result would be an America First Republican conference led by an establishment rhino, which means the Marxist Dems would control the House de facto. Just as they do the Senate and the White House, it would be an outright disaster for the Republican Party and, I believe, the nation. And a continuing disaster on our southern border now, which the Marxist Dems have turned over to the Mexican drug cartels. Tens of thousands of illegal immigrants are massing south of our border with Mexico, about to join the millions of illegals who've already crossed into the USA over the first two years of the Biden administration. It is now a disaster in the making, and neither party has done a thing to stop it, to reverse it. Our guest today is a principled America First conservative congressman from the great state of Montana, Congressman Matt Rosendale, who opposes rhino Kevin McCarthy for House Speaker, who is backing Andy Biggs for that post, who sits on the Veterans Affairs Committee, Natural Resources Committee. He's a member of the Freedom Caucus, the Border Security Caucus, and the powerful Republican Study Committee. Congressman Rosendale, delighted to have you with us here on The Great America Show. A matter of days before the new Congress is sworn in, as you well know, and the vote for Speaker McCarthy versus Andy Biggs, who you support, is going to be a real battle. How is that important, very important battle going? Uh, it's going as people should anticipate it to. We do not believe in a coronation here. And uh, the conference demonstrated several weeks ago that uh, 36 of the members voted for someone else uh, to represent them as, as the speaker, to actually be the person who's going to be calling the uh, balls and strikes and, and running the floor. Uh, we put a, a document together, myself and several of my colleagues, months ago and presented it to uh, Mr. McCarthy and tried to get him to have conversations with us about what we needed to do to restore regular order in the House of Representatives. Lou, you, your guests, and everybody else across the country has talked about Congress being broken for the last 15, 20 years. And guess what? You were spot on. It is. And we cannot continue to abide by the same set of distorted rules uh, that are being implemented by the same group of individuals and think that we're going to have change. So we have requested change, 
And, and change is just that. It, it requires change, and it's uncomfortable for a lot of people because there's a lot of people that are invested in the system as it currently exists. You, you certainly understand that, I know. And Absolutely. so what we're ask, asking for is not a, a radical deviation um, of, of process for the House of Representatives. What we're asking for is a restoration of the House of Representatives so that each member gets to participate on an equal footing as everyone else. And, and so we've requested things as basic as single subject legislation. We have requested things such as um, an open rule process, which means that each piece of legislation that is passed in a committee actually gets to come out to the floor and everyone is able to propose an amendment as long as it is germane to the subject of the bill. And instead of right now, what happens is the speaker determines what bills will actually come out of committee, even though the committee has passed them. They not all are going to be uh, put forward to the floor. Mm -hmm. And then when he takes those bills, he shares them with this super legislative group called the Rules Committee, and they make the determination about who, which select individuals will be allowed to propose amendments on that legislation. So if they say, Lou, you know, you've been a good soldier. You voted with leadership. You've passed all the big spending that we wanted. We're going to allow your amendment to be placed on this bill. But Rosendale, he's been a little bit difficult. He's voted against all this wasteful spending and hasn't been, you know, supportive of government expansion. We're not going to allow his amendment to come on. And these nine people make those determinations instead of the body. So to put it in business terms, you're, you're on the business channel a lot. It's like having those folks have class A voting stock, and the rest of us, we're, you know, we're su substandard. We get class B, class C. <laughs> if you really are, are a firebrand, you might get class D uh, stock that you, you don't get to participate in the process hardly at all. And we have asked for these changes to be made to restore that process. And unfortunately, Kevin McCarthy has not been willing to relinquish his power, his control over that body that has been established over the last 15, 18 years. And, and because yeah. of that, why would, I, why would I vote to put him in? Yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine why anybody would want him in uh, his record. It's very simple. He has no performance record. Uh, he's rhino trained. He's rhino endorsed. Uh, he ha Paul Ryan, for crying out loud, thinks he'd be nifty. Uh, I do not know what's going on with President Trump. I was talking to him just days ago. And then the next thing I know, he's endorsing McCarthy and telling uh, telling you folks to stand down. Now, I'm, I'm kind of an independent cuss. I'm going to tell the truth, and I'm going to tell people exactly where I am uh, because they ask for my opinion uh, and expect me to give, to give an opinion and to back it up. I, I don't understand at all why they, the American public wouldn't absolutely demand regular order, wouldn't demand the open rule, single-subject bills. I mean, what on earth? One of the reasons, folks, that we don't have oversight on the part of our Congress and our Senate is because of the ignorant rules that are in place and the power that has been invested in the leadership 
of the Senate and the House. Am I correct? You are 100 percent correct. And, and, and people walk around and they say, that, oh, but, we, but Lou, what we've got to have is unity. We've got to have unity. We can't have the Republican Party looking like they're not all agreeing with each other and then go into this next session. That's, you know, that's not where I see. If we're all in unity and we're all rowing the boat and it's going over a waterfall, somebody better stand up and say, we've got to stop this thing. I mean, you don't have unity in the Senate right now, right? But you've got 25 Republicans that just voted to, to advance a nearly $2 trillion crap sandwich over to the, the House of Representatives. I don't need unity like that, okay? I need, yeah. I need people to stand up and say, as you just stated, what is right? The emperor's not wearing clothes. And, and if we can restore regular order, we're going to eliminate these 4,100-page bills that have trillions of dollars and, and un godly amounts of, of strange uh, spending going on and, and allow people's voice to be heard. You know, I get a kick out of thinking about the, the daffodils, the tulips, the snowflakes, whatever you want to call them, uh, in the Republican Party who used to complain about Trump's uh, mean tweets. Here's Mitch McConnell sending over a $1.7 trillion, moving a bill, $1.7 trillion-dollar omnibus bill and basically giving everybody a day. He'd like it done in a day, but two days, three days uh, to read 4,000, what is it, 4,115 pages. Uh, You know, I mean, that's arrogance. That's mean, and that's stupid. It makes everybody on Capitol Hill who's been elected uh, to represent their state and their people uh, and their district, it makes them look like fools to go along with this. This is, you talk about a communist system. This is outright communism on the part of the Republican Party of all people. It is. And Lou, to take it one step further, it, it shows how weak our leadership is as well, because if they would hold this off for another, what do we have, 10 days uh, left in the year, guess what? The Republicans would be able to control the House of Representatives. And if we get strong leadership in, we could dramatically change all of this. But but that's a big if, Lou. That is a big if. And so it yep. gets left to people like me that are willing to stand up and say, we've got to make changes. And, and change is uncomfortable. But we're going to have to be tough, and we're going to have to be mean. And as, as Clint Eastwood said in Josie Wales, when it gets bad, you've got to get mad dog mean because if you're not, and you lose your head, you neither win nor live, okay? We will lose it all if we don't toughen up right now and say we are not going to tolerate this any longer. That's what the people of Montana sent me to do, and that's what the people of many other states sent their representatives to do. And and God bless you for standing up, and I mean that, uh, literally. God bless you. Uh, The American people, uh, the silent majority— uh, I truly believe, uh, you know, are deeply appreciative because they know this country is 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 going to to hell in a handbasket. Uh, I, I love the fact that we, we we you've got a Republican National Committee chair. She's been there forever, uh, six years, and she hasn't won an election yet. She thinks she should have the longest term in office of any RNC chair in history. 
finally, somebody stood up. This time, it's Harmeet Dillon. She's running against Ronna McDaniel. And I'm telling you, if Ronna McDaniel is there again, there won't be another national election won by the Republican Party. It's how bad it is, because that's how bad the system is. Uh, the individual little corner of the swamp that the Republican Party owns. Uh, and if Kevin McCarthy is there without without acceding uh, to the wishes of the primarily you uh, and the Freedom Caucus about regular order, single subject bills, uh, open rules, uh, then I think I don't think 2024 is going to matter much because I don't think there's a damn thing the Republican Party could achieve. What do you think? I, I agree. Look, and, and Harmeet, I, I've spoken with Harmeet. She, she's a fighter, okay? She is someone who's, who identifies what the problems are and then starts working rapidly to resolve them. Uh, she's a practicing attorney. She's a, she, in her own right, is a successful individual. And, and that's what we've got to have. These folks, again, to get back to, to McCarthy and, and, and leadership, his problem is, he doesn't believe in anything except the next rung on the ladder for himself, Lou. And he makes whatever deal is necessary to climb up by using other people's money, contributors, lobbyists, or taxpayers' dollars through legislation that he supports for his chosen few. And that's why he is horrified of the motion to vacate, because he'll promise you something today that may be negotiated away tomorrow to someone else for something else and the motion to vacate uh, i would assume that that is a condition uh, absolute on the part of the freedom caucus yourself uh, and the others uh, to because without that you have no way to really hold accountable a, a speaker who's negotiated a deal i'll put it that way that is exactly right. And here's the interesting thing. Everybody, again, tries to act like that this is some terrible, radical request of, of the Freedom Caucus. It was in place for 200 years, and Nancy Pelosi did away with it because she was concerned that the progressives within her party were going to use it to remove <laughs> her as speaker. Okay, and now that it's been gone, see, this is how we've seen this consolidation of power over the last 15, 18 years. One speaker gets rid of it, and the next one takes, enjoys that exact same benefit, and they have continued to consolidate, consolidate, consolidate. We need to restore that because it is the only check on power that we have. And, and, and the rumor that, well, Eric Swalwell can come out and use it and have the speaker removed. <laughs> Eric Swalwell's one vote. He can come down there and request the, uh, the motion to vacate the chair. You still have to have a, a, a majority of the members to vote to remove them. Mark Meadows used it, okay? And everybody says, oh, Mark Meadows, Mark Meadows. The last 30 days I've heard Mark Meadows' name invoked more uh, around this town than it was when he was actually serving in Congress because right. he, he was the one who utilized the motion to vacate the chair. So I continue to ask folks, so tell me something. What was that final vote when they removed John Boehner? Yeah. And that's exactly what I get, crickets, Lou, because guess what? There wasn't a vote. Mark Meadows went down there and dropped it in the bin and said, I'm going to introduce this. And by doing so, John Boehner had some serious self-analysis and said, I just don't have the support of the conference any longer. And he resigned. 
Yeah, and 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 history was made. And then Paul Ryan, the ultimate rhino, uh, lined up with uh, Romney in the 2012 <laughs> Republican ticket. They got their tails kicked, and and Ryan just didn't want any more contention, and he wanted to take up all that uh, K Street money. And he said, uh, "But we got to suspend that motion to vacate." Uh, and so, as you said, power remains consolidated once it is. Uh, I hope you guys just break it, break it apart uh, for the good of the for the good of the nation first, uh, and for the good of the party because uh, the nation isn't going to last long if you guys do not uh, move forward with the conservative agenda that'll restore integrity and and meaning to to the word American. Uh, it's it's just a mess what we've got here. We're watching a, a, a political party that has turned into the Marxist Dems uh, who are trying to destroy this country. And I have to Damn. say, Congressman, I, I don't know how many people in your conference, I think there are still a lot of Republicans at, at your level in the Congress of the United States who don't understand they're at war, whether they know it or not, at war with a party that means to destroy them, the very institution they serve right now, and the people back home that they represent. I, I agree with you. Uh, they don't understand it. The time for timidity and half measures went out the window a long time ago. We have to have change. Change is uncomfortable. If you can't take this pressure, you should not be up here serving. And And I was placed here to restore our republic, our constitutional republic, and, and make sure that the people's voice is heard. And if we don't start having more people join in this battle, then we're going to lose this precious gift that the good Lord himself blessed us with. Yeah, and, uh, and again, I just want to say how much respect I've got for you and your fellow uh, congressmen who are standing with you uh, to confront uh, McCarthy, because he has become a symbol of what is wrong uh, in first the uh, in first Congress and secondly in the swamp of D.C. Uh, it, it just it just cannot pass uh, this way without uh, without significant reform. And and I'm just so proud and grateful to you all uh, for getting it done. I, I want to turn real quickly, if I may. To the January 6th committee was saying they're going to refer the president for criminal prosecution to a bunch of other Marxist Dems called the attorney general and a bunch of people in the DOJ and a special counsel. My goodness, uh, how silly and how how threatening can the, the Democratic Party be toward the Republicans without a response from you guys? It's, it's dangerous. This is dangerous territory. And I've been speaking for at least two years about my uh, displeasure with the Department of Justice. People over the last six years uh, that do not have brilliant legal minds have witnessed a lot of crimes being uh, committed. And, and they look at the Department of Justice and say, what is this terrible double standard that we are witnessing where you do not charge and prosecute these people after they have, have committed crimes? I mean, Ray Charles can see the problems that, that we have witnessed over the last several years, and, and it is going silent. And I, for one, have been very vocal about it, and I appreciate you, Lou, helping us get the word out. 
helping us get the message out because we're trying to amplify these complaints. Uh, you want to talk about January 6th and, and charges? What about the people that remain to this day locked up in, in prison yep. and were not granted bail? I mean, the, the double standard that, that is displayed here is just, it's just obscene, and, and we have got to change it. And the only way we're going to change that is to go through the Department of Justice and start removing people deep inside of, of the uh, organization to make sure that we finally get down to the level where people are completely impartial and, and are just trying to do their job to uphold law. Yeah, and within that omnibus, omnibus bill that you and I were talking about, tucked away in there is another, what, almost quarter billion dollars for further persecution of the poor, uh, those poor fellow Americans who are sitting in those, in those jails and prisons under the auspices of the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Uh, some of them, most of them, not uh, haven't had a trial date set, uh, haven't had charges in many cases brought uh, this happening in the United States of America and these these Democratic congressmen and women that sit on that January 6th committee, uh, I, I mean, I don't know how they can look themselves in the mirror because they are as ignorant as any Soviet communist who ever uh, conducted a, a, a Soviet show trial uh, in the 19, you know, 1950s and the 1960s uh, in Moscow. Uh, it, it's outrageous. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's, a, it's like it's like uh, reading the uh, Gulag Archipelago. You know what I mean? It, it truly is. So within this within this terrible uh, omnibus, we've got 11.3 billion for the FBI, a five percent budget increase. 1.75 billion for the ATF, a 25 percent budget increase. Listen to this: 7.5 million to better understand the domestic radicalization phenomenon. That's what I call the mega MAGA study. Okay. <laughs> One million for gun violence research. Oh uh, man. Uh, it's this is bad stuff. It's bad stuff. And you know, what's uh, equally bad. I think is the fact that the, these Dems, these Marxist Dems uh, really have are, are trying to fulfill President Barack Obama's promise, uh, you know, 12 years ago now, uh, and that is to fundamentally transform America. And I'll I'll right. be darned if they're not getting a very good start on it. An open border to the south, they've turned over that border on both sides to the Mexican drug cartels. The FBI wants to talk about, uh, you know, school board meetings instead of how what to do about the violence. Uh, and the deadly drugs brought uh, over by the drug cartels. The FBI is scared to death of them, apparently. Well, the, that southern border is, is really, uh, to me, is such a national security uh, problem that I do believe that we should tie the budgeting process and funding for security on our southern border directly to to passing the budget. And, and if uh, the Senate and the president aren't willing to sign off on that. I do believe that it is such a national security issue that that, that is worth shutting the government down over. We've had 4 million people come into our country illegally over the uh, during the Biden administration that have had encounters. 100 of them were on the terror watch list. What about the 1 million 
gotaways, Lou, that came here sneaking through the dark of night. We picked up on video surveillance. I've been down there three times, which is more than Kamala Harris and Joe Biden combined, by the way. These people are sneaking in in ghillie suits uh, and carpet shoes and, and in the dark of night. How many? That's a million people. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they are. How many terrorists are in that group? How many yeah. hardened criminals are in that group? We've, we've got major, major problems on that southern border, and, and we're going to be experiencing problems from that for who knows, the next 15 years. And that's yeah. if we secure it today. As President Trump used to say about the illegal immigration crisis in this country when he was actually doing something about it, anybody who thinks that uh, South, Central, Latin America and Mexico are sending us their very best, you know, is a damn fool. And we've got a bunch of exactly. damn fools in the, in the Democratic Party uh, who are insisting that they come. Uh, it, it's just outrageous. I, I, I want to say first that the, the, the J6 committee, we're just talking about it. This is really remarkable. They want records sealed for decades. Uh, they're, they're as afraid of uh, uh, what will be revealed to the American people as all the, all the folks uh, in the JFK assassination. Uh, let's get some sunlight on everything and let's rip the, those seals off of everything. And this makes me just committed. I'm going to find out every damn thing about this J6 committee and the fools who make it up. Uh, we're going to find out everything. I promise you, whatever it takes, we will find out. Uh, Transparency is a good thing, Lou. Absolutely. Uh, what's the old saying? Uh, sunlight is a great uh, disinfectant. Uh, yeah, let, let's, uh, I, I just want to say again, uh, compliment you for what you're doing and uh, wish you Godspeed and all the all the success in doing all that you are for this great country. Congressman, if you will, our, we always give our guests the last word here. Uh, so, uh, Congressman Rosendale, if you will, your concluding thoughts. My thoughts are that we've got a um, we've got some struggles in front of us. It's going to be bumpy. But I, I am certain that we're going to emerge out of this with a strong leader, with a united Republican Party, with a transparent process that is going to allow equal representation from the members of Congress across this nation. And then we will begin to point the country in the right direction. Congressman, thank you very much for being with us here on The Great America Show. We wish you, as I said. Uh, all the best of luck. Uh, God bless you for all you're doing. God bless you, Lou, for all you're doing, helping us get this message out. And um, uh, stay careful. And um, thanks for all your viewers. Congressman Matt Rosendale, thanks for being with us. And thanks, everybody, for following me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs. That's at Lou Dobbs on Twitter and Truth Social. Please join us tomorrow. Till then, thank you for being with us. God bless you. And may God bless America.